Guy Fantasy Football Podcast coming in, not so live, definitely pre-recorded uh, out of uh, not the part of Austin that Pat lives, but definitely out of the part of Austin that Trey P. live, and we have a special guest host coming in from Lockhart, Texas. Cue the music. Let's go. Uh, uh, uh. Turn the music up in the headphones. Andy. Talk to us. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I try to get a spot started in every so often whenever y'all need me. You know, manager comes out to the rubber and, you know, points to the bullpen and here I come. But I'm, I'm doing well <laughs> ah, that's right. and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. So it's good. Glad to be here. We checked your uh, we ch- we checked your glove to see what what kind of hidden little stuff you have wiped in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got oh, the yeah. Gross Brothers, you know, playing infield and outfield here for you too. So we're ready. I'm, I'm behind the plate catching these, Andy. So p- bring them in there. We got Pat uh, taking off uh, this week, taking care of business. Uh, the gut is still on assignment, uh, but we may see him before the season ends at some point, though. But uh, nevertheless, week six, uh, Price. Uh, how was your uh, this past weekend for you? Better days? I uh, got one win. Uh, you know, I'm going to celebrate the the small victories, and uh, that's uh, where you start. You start with one, you build from there. But uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a team with a winning record, so that feels good. Three and two. I've uh, I've made the decision in Dynasty to uh, blow it up. A little fire sale last night. Sold uh, Travis Kelsey and Josh Jacobs, getting some first round picks. So. Sucks to, uh, to to face the fire and, uh, and realize you're supposed to lose the rest of your games after the fifth week of fantasy, but <laughs> that's dynasty football. And uh, yeah, besides that, I've got uh, I've got quite a bit of catching up to do, but you know, ain't no quitting me. So here we go. Trey, you still chasing? We're all chasing. We We're all, all want chasing. That. Yeah, I went two and two, not too bad. I'm four and one in one league, three and two and two leagues, and two and three and one. So I'm. I'm I'm right where I want to kind of be, uh, making trades left and right. You and I just did a trade about an hour ago in, in, the, in the coveted MFL league. Redraft. Um, yes. Redraft, yep. Uh, in Dynasty, I traded for Mac Jones because I had uh, I only have two quarterbacks in a super flex league. So when you're, tell the folks one, before the game, not after the game, right? Before the game. Yeah, yeah. And when uh, when you're down a quarterback on a bye, which Justin Herbert – man, these, weak, these buys came early mm. and hard. I, I don't Ooh, remember yeah. this. Uh, so – down, down a lot of players, a lot of leagues, and this Herbert was benched, and uh, I didn't want to, you know, start a, a no-name running back or receiver in my super flex. So I made the the ballsy trade to trade for a second rounder in the future for Mac Jones and get that third quarterback, and I got negative points. But luckily, I still <laughs> still pulled it out because guess what? I got Jamar fucking Chase. Domino, motherfucker, what's uh, that? Fifty point burger. Nice. You don't even need Mac Jones. You could have just left a blank in there. Yeah, it's kind of like on uh, the guillotine league. Uh, I had a uh, what's his name, Aaron Jones, Monday night going, and I oh, yeah. knew I was already going to clear, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to leave him in and take the goose egg because I've already made the cut. Oh, it sounds like you're talking about Andy's script because he just beat me that way. I was just about <laughs> to say that I was, you know, had Aaron Jones in there, and it was a little bit of a you know mismanagement on my part, not having him and uh, mine. on the sideline. You know, yeah, not uh, being ready to. Uh, replace him but yeah once uh sunday's games rolled through and i knew that i was in the clear against big j there you know i was like well i mean i don't even have a choice but i have to take the goose egg so it ended up working out you know i can't complain like i said a little bit of mismanagement but also in guillotine you know i did pretty well there i avoided the cut but uh like big j had told jer the gut in the uh, comments section there's not much meat on that bone you're leaving us brother so <laughs> <laughs> They're slim pickings on that one. And then uh, I went one and one in my other leagues. Um, I had a, uh, I was playing Famalam, AKA the champ, uh, Russell Gregg. And uh, he had DJ Moore and I had Jamar Chase. So oh. they just washed each other out. That's great. But, um, he had a few other guys that went off as well. And so I'm kind of struggling in that league. That's Josh Olmos's league and I'm struggling away. So, uh, you know, hey. Surely I wasn't the only one who made the mistake of not 
uh, keeping Zach Moss in on his no. career day and yeah. putting Jonathan uh, ta- uh, Jonathan Taylor in because I kind of like had the gut. I could hear the gut saying, "Well, if they're in the game, then they're they're good to go. They're playing, you know." And so I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess JT's in the game. He's going to play, but he's good to go, you know, right?" And no. No, no, no. I know he was Jason. on the count of the snap count, but even still, you give him 10 touches, 12 touches, ballers, they can do things, but no, I guess he needs to ramp especially up. When, especially when Zach Moss rips off a 60-yarder, you know, of one carry. Why can't someone with faster speed do that? I tried to trade Zach Moss away uh, in two leagues, and no one wanted him. Thank God they didn't take him because he helped me get the W. Uh, I was trying to trade him for acres just straight up in one league. Nope. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, it's crazy. I think they're going to ease their way into it. I think Zach Moss will have value moving forward because this team is very good at run blocking. And JT can always get hurt again. I mean, shit. Exactly. The, the way the season's going, I mean, hell, man, anybody can go down. It's crazy. All right. Well, we got a we we got a long show here, folks. We got a first in the first half of the show. We'll go over some uh, some teams that are at the bottom of the barrel right now. Some real NFL teams, and we want to know uh, which of these maybe could have a bounce back second quarter here, and maybe the players on some of those offenses you could try to get cheap. Uh, and then we'll look into some of the players that we thought could have been in the top ten that we're hoping could still finish up there, but they're not there yet. Do some halftime hits, and then. Finish up with some games of the week in DFS. So uh, it sounds like a lot. Let's get to it. Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman, Rayman, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs. But he charmed to pay himself next to him and he won a ping pong competition. That ain't retarded. And he was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. Get down, get down. Get down, get down. All right, gents. Uh, so this first segment here. So you're telling me there's a chance. We're going to look at probably the uh, five bottom feeder teams. These teams are all fighting for a chance for that first pick. Uh, Who who are they tanking for? What what, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Something for Caleb? I I forget what it was now at this point. But uh, let's go over these teams. P-Man, I want you to start here first. Uh, These are the turd teams that are going for the first overall pick. Which of these teams do you think has the best chance of actually Flipping it around and maybe getting, you know, four out of five games, four out of six games here uh, as the season goes. The teams are the Panthers, the Bears, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Broncos. Not a one of them has more than one victory. So uh, which of them could start stacking some W's? Uh, This one's pretty easy for me, man. I guess it's recency bias, but I also like to think that – there's a division to be had, not a division. I think the Lions have this division, but the the wild cards up for grabs. If they could put some wins together, and I'm looking at the schedule, and it's very possible. And it's uh, our boy, the gut, Jared's Bears. Uh, we've got a uh, next five against Minnesota, who just lost Jefferson. I think that's very winnable this week. Las Vegas, who's not very great at all. Uh, the Chargers in New Orleans might be tough matchups, but then Carolina after that. So three and two could get you to four and six uh, after. 10 games, definitely uh, a, way, a lot better than these other teams, man. The, the other options are, whew, uh, I don't like the Panthers <laughs> at all. I hate the Broncos and Patriots, and the Vikings would be my pick if, Jeff, if Jefferson wasn't out for the next four games. So those, to me, are all four losses. Um, with that in mind, yeah, I like Fields is uh, the way they looked against first the Broncos and then the uh, Redskins. Or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, DJ how long Moore, are going to huh? do that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the Daniel Snyder list, uh, now now uh, PC-appropriate commanders, Washington commanders. And so we've got, uh, I think, a team that could be building. Last year they started out slow. Uh, they got better on offense with fields, but I think this year they could actually get some wins out of it. Andy, you agree with that, man? Are you looking at a different team that could do some things? No, not at all. I totally agree. I was looking at, at the sheet. Andy, you ran game. away from us. Where are you? Can you hear me? There, there, you there he is. Okay. Back. All right. Yeah. No, I would totally agree with uh, with P's, you know, uh, observation there. 
I was looking at the sheet myself and you just look at these, you know, these, this lineup here and the Patriots, you know, are anemic to offense. They just can't get anything going with that, you know, five yards and in the Broncos, you know, as, as the saying goes, can't stop a nosebleed. Um, The Vikings, you know, losing their number one guy, the bears, you know, seemingly figuring out, you know, which is pretty, you would think is pretty simple, but it seems pretty complicated to quite a few teams, you know, most notably my team. Why don't we throw it to our best receiver and see what happens? And let's throw it to him a lot. And the Chicago Bears seem to have figured that out the past couple of weeks, or especially last week with DJ Moore. And it helps, you know, that field stock go up and up. You know, I have fields rostered in one of my leagues. And, you know, for, for a while there, I was like, man, what am I going to do? But, the you know, there's the days are looking brighter and sunnier, and hopefully they keep going. And uh, I, I like Chicago trying to put a little run together here. Trey, I wonder, because <laughs> yeah, I know P mentioned recency bias, but the Bears beat the Broncos. Is that right? No, they lost the last second. Oh, they yeah, lost to the Broncos, less of the, the third ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the offense, you could tell what happened in that game uh, spurred them to the Commanders' win. And and, uh, and and just one for the Broncos, uh, for for those folks who are Broncos fans, uh, maybe hardcore Dave out there now uh, living in Denver. But uh, yes, uh, we mentioned the defense being weak. But just for context, too, three of the next five games are going to be playing against the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and the Bills. So good luck for the Broncos defense <laughs> yeah. on those games, though. But Trey, is there a different team where you kind of concur with them? The Bears are probably the best chance to do something. Yeah, I'm not a big Bears guy. I'm not a big Justin Fields in in real life of quarterback play from the pocket in general. Uh, I feel like he's a great fantasy player, kind of a boom bust fantasy player now now because uh, he doesn't run every game. Uh, but uh, process of elimination here, I, I can't take the Broncos seriously at all. Uh, Patri- Patriots, I'm going to get onto them. I got a stat for you. Vikings just lost uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Panthers rookie quarterback. Uh, only one guy can separate, and Adam Thielen. Um, no other weapons. They're doing screens to Irv Smith. Uh, I've heard the play calling has no strategy, no offensive concepts, no stringing plays uh, calls together. Uh, Frank Wright, not the part. He's kind of overrated in a lot of people's eyes from what I'm hearing, and that's really hurting Bryce Young. But back to the Bears, uh, you know, this is process of elimination. They played Minnesota, then the Vegas then Chargers, then New Orleans, then Carolina. It was only one hard game, in my opinion, in there. Um, and so, yeah, Bears. This stat is why I can't pick the fucking Patriots. They have yet to top 20 points in any game this year and have only made it to into the red zone once in the last three games. They've only made it into the red zone once in the last three games. To make things worse for them, New Orleans were dead last in red zone scoring and went three for three. So that gives you an idea this last week. So that gives you an idea how, how far their defense has even fallen. They are one and four for the first time since Bill Belichick's first year coaching 2000 for New England. I, I, th- th- I'm hearing their, their Bill's gone after this year. They're going to move up Jared Mayo. He didn't take up uh, any interviews in offseason for this reason. Uh, it looks like they're quitting on the coach. Uh, I'm shocked of how far and bad New England has fallen. They never lose two big games in a row. And they just did. And so I'm completely off all New England Patriot players. Traded away look, Stevenson. They so, look bad um, doing it in the meantime. In the you know, doing that those two games. They were they look terrible. <laughs> you know, well, like, I feel uh, like Mac Jones has as many pick sixes. Uh he has six since two thousand and one as Tom Brady had his whole career in New England. Oh uh, he's it's dead last in the league. I got stats, guys. Dead last in the league with Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford, at least you get the good, right? <laughs> you get the good, the high-risk good. And with, uh, with this guy, you're only getting the bad. And guess who just traded for him in Dynasty? My ass. I got fooled. Oh, damn. Let's see what happens. He's young. Maybe he gets moved to another team, gets a second chance. He's got to be better in Ritter and some of these other quarterbacks. So I got to hope for the best. Maybe a new coach comes in that believes in them as well. One of these teams is going to put together a winning streak. I just don't know which one because they all look so bad. But we'll, we'll look back at week eight, week nine, though, or week ten. Let's look back then. So, all yeah. right. Let's go to our next segment, gents. Uh, the top ten, maybe soon. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their 
All right, gents, uh, Trey, I'll start with you here. These are players who are not in the top 10, and if you have a, uh, an outside candidate, feel free to toss them in. But I just uh, wanted to throw a few names out there who, you know, I'm wondering, do any of these guys have a chance to finish in the top 10? They're currently not in there for quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, uh, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow. Uh, of those, I mean, who has the best chance of at least still maybe finishing in the top 10 by the end of season? Three quarters crazy. from now. Crazy. I'm going to take the guy in last right now, Joe Burrow. QB 24 uh, right now, yeah. Yeah, he's got the farthest way to come. But uh, here's the thing with Joe. Joe did not look even 60%, 70% the last few weeks. For some reason this last week, he looked 100% from my eyeballs. Like not 80, not 90, 100. He scrambled out of pocket. He made dudes miss. He had a nice scramble in the second half. Uh, he threw his longest on the 63-yard touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. It traveled 58 air yards, the longest throw of his whole NFL career. So he hasn't been able to throw far the whole year. Like I said, last year, yeah. he was 1-10 and 10 on deep balls to Jamar and like 1-7 and seven to um, Higgins. Like this, this to get the ball that far and to scramble and move, I'm wondering what he did magically in one, in one week. But he took a big, big jump, and that's why I believe he's going to be able to uh, get this back quick. And Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals also slow starters. They always get hot late. P, you agree? Man, it's tough to argue, you know, like the uh, the track record is there. You know, we know who Joe Burrow is. It's a uh, it's a health thing, and it looks like the calf was better. We saw him running around. Uh, I think T. Higgins, like, you know, will be back. And I, uh, I like what's going on with the Texans, man. I'm surprised Trey, uh, you know, passed up his opportunity to talk about his boys. Uh, right now they're averaging 274 yards a game through the air. That's third in the league behind the Dolphins and Vikings. This uh, offense is really, really clicking. It was a, a tough, tough week last week. When you Atlanta said really boys, you didn't, you didn't mean Cowboys. You meant no, Trey's no, boys, no. the Trey's Texans. Boys. The yes, Texans. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to put anything behind uh, the other boys in, uh, in Texas right now. But uh, oh, whoa, it, whoa, we got at least, Andy on at the least, line here. At least, I know, but I'm saying he would agree. At least, fantasy wise, Dak Prescott is not someone that's, uh, that's going to be, you know, popping off our. Uh, our fantasy screens, but no, yeah, I think it's going to be Joe Burrow, but behind him, I'd probably put CJ Stroud as the next most likely guy to be in the top 10. Andy, you agree with these gents? Well, let's first start off with who it's not going to be. <laughs> off, of, off of what price just said, it's not going to be Dak Prescott. Cause I look at a quarterback that a has no confidence in his coach, in his play calling, in the offense at all whatsoever. He's got no confidence to, you know, throw it, to his best receiver, even in if there's a little bit of coverage on him. Because, like I said a minute ago with, uh, you know, uh, DJ uh, Moore and uh, Justin Fields, Fields that uh, he's throwing it. Throw it to your guy. Let him make a make a play. Let him have a shot at it. And Prescott's just not even doing that with any of his guys. He just wants a dink to the tight end, which has kind of been his MO. But who I like yeah. and who I uh, made a trade for a couple weeks ago in MFL. <laughs> with, with Price Everybody's doing trades. Bang, bang. Yeah, I like the I like, Stafford call. I like Stafford. You know, he's obviously, you know, whenever you get a guy like Cooper Cup back, it's going to just make things a whole lot better. And then with Nakua, you know, you saw what they both were able to do last week. You know, uh, uh, Cooper Cup just peppered with targets like he never was gone. You know, he just it seemed like he'd been there the whole first four weeks, just slid right into his normal role. Uh, Nakua was pl playing, you know, that second wide receiver extremely well. And they were both, you know, back and forth. Even though they didn't win the game, they looked like they had a good thing started and can get a good thing going. So I, I like Stafford. You know, obviously he doesn't have too far to go at, at QB 15. So um, I'm, I'm going to hitch my wagon to Stafford on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup had 35% of the target share while Koopa still gained or still maintained 32%. That's pretty, pretty good for Puka. Now it's first game back from Cup, so that could separate. But 35% for Cup, 32 for Puka. Rams, the bad news in this last game, they did not pass the 50-yard line once in the second half against the Eagles. Uh, yeah. The Eagles' D-line started to get home on the pass rush, which they could not do in the first half. And he had to bring up the trade, man. My <laughs> God, I was feeling so great about that trade until Monday when I hear A-Chan going on the IR. God hey. dang it. It's just my luck. Great trade, Ando. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, it was, it was going to be a win-win for everybody until, you know, a Chang got yeah, hurt. Gets hurt. Yeah. 
P, this is great news. This is truth. This is how I was able to get past those injuries in week one. Remember, this ain't the end. Somebody else will be crying next week, and it won't be you, buddy. So, hey, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I insured myself with. Uh, well, I had I, one of the reasons I made the trade was because I had Jeff Wilson in my IR already, uh, and then I also picked up Ahmed off the bench this week. That's so. my guy. Yeah, I've got I've got three running backs from the Dolphins, but I figure they're a a, a record breaking offense, so it's not yes. that bad. <laughs> well, P, let's stick with running backs. Uh, let's get to our running back candidates. These guys are not in the top ten at the moment, but uh, of these, who would you put your money on to try to at least finish has the best chance to finish top ten? We're looking at Tony Pollard just at RB twelve, followed by King Henry, uh, Josh Jacobs at RB fifteen, and then Brees Hall at RB sixteen. Uh, they're not in the top ten, but uh, which one can finish there? Man, this is a tough one. I uh, I know Pollard has been a disappointment, but whenever Dallas is right, he is going to be the bell cow and the spearhead to that offense. King Henry, the same thing. Jacobs, I was shocked. I was going through some stats just a little bit ago, and I saw Jacobs leading the league in running back receptions, targets, and yards. It's uh, pretty wild, but yeah, Jimmy G, the dump down king. And Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs is uh, in a PPR league, especially really uh, coming on strong. Brees Hall, though, my God, he looks so good against the Broncos. It's tough to have the recency bias once again. Yeah, but he, he, looks, he but he always looks good when he's he, healthy. I know. Right? Well, dude, Brees, he's amazing. Brees Hall, he hit he's like his, a taller uh, top, HN. It's a fucking he, ridiculous. But he he actually can juke and break tackles. Uh, he actually hit his. Uh, fastest uh, speed that he did last last year at 21.5 miles per hour Man. so that tells me he's 100 percent back yeah it's back it's back so that was going to be my call i was a lot the long a long trip to get to Brees, uh, only at rb16 so not that far to come but i like all these guys you know these could all be buys in my mind well, uh, if you could only be... pick one to add to your squad yes to ride the rest of the year Brees. it is okay. Brees, but maybe jacobs and ppr i could see an argument there Andy, you can only take one of these guys to ride the rest of the season with to add to your squad. Well, now on the flip side of what I said earlier about Prescott, you know, with the way how poorly things have been going, I know McCarthy's going to want to get back to what he said in the offseason and get back to helping his quarterback and what's the quarterback's best friend, a good running game. They finally got all five of their offensive linemen healthy last week. It didn't show, but when you have a line as dominant as San Francisco does, you know, that's going to that's going to happen, you know, with teams that good and that much better than than, you know, what you have. But with, you know, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Biotish, uh, Zach Martin and Tyler Steele finally back together. Last week was the first time they've played together in over 2000 snaps in preseason, regular season and in the uh, playoffs. So they're going to start gelling. They're going to start getting some cohesiveness. Like I said, McCarthy's going to want to run the ball to help out Prescott. I like Pollard. You know, he's got some favorable matchups coming up here soon. Uh, they got, uh, I was going to say San Diego, L.A. on Monday night. Then they have the bye. Then they have the other L.A. team, the Rams. Uh, they got a tough matchup at Philadelphia. Then the Giants and the Commanders. So I, I like I like what um, the future holds for Pollard, you know, and, and if they can fix their goal line, their red zone situation, you know, I, I like Pollard going forward. And he's got the uh, least amount of space to go at, what is he, Q, or RB12 right now? What is that? Yeah, RB12 yeah. right now. Yeah, he doesn't have much to go. So I'm going to I'm going to hitch my wagon with Pollard. Trey, do you uh, which one are you going with? It's between Hall and Pollard. Those are two of my Pollard was my preseason darling. I was trying to get him on all my teams. He was the only uh I wasn't even willing to pay up for CMC, dumbass Trey, but I was willing to pay up for Tony Pollard. He would be the only one I was going to draft like in that second round if he fell to me, which he never did. So I ended up taking Kenny Walker in the third and it's looking good in most leagues. But I would take this is tough, man. This is really tough. Um, just I, mm, uh, uh, I guess with Brees Hall's injury history and him being sixteen, I lean Pollard. Um, I lean Pollard here. Um, I, I really believe, like he said, like like Dak. Dak's never going to do what Joe Burrow did: throw nineteen targets to Jamar Chase. Right? He's never going to throw nineteen targets to Lamb ever. So. Uh, I really believe the court, the coach is going to understand that that's not Dak's game and they're going to go back to the ground and pound and play action off that. So I'm leaning Tony Pollard and he's quarterback. I'm sorry, running back 12 as well already. So he's got the shortest climb. I'm not a guy. I'm not a big believer in King Henry. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I feel like could wear down because he had the biggest workload of all time last year. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm Brees Haller Pollard and I lean Pollard. All right, let's go to wide receivers. 
Andy, I got uh, some guys here. Uh, they're normally pretty good, uh, or they started off well. Uh, Mr. Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, uh, the Sun God, Amon Ra, St. Brown. As Trey says, the son of a Mr. World or Mr. Universe, whatever Universe. Universe. <laughs> and then your boy, C.D. Lamb, which I'm starting to think what you might say about him, though. So which of these guys do you think can finish top ten? Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. It may be. It's obvious, not the obvious one, but Mike Evans. Man, they believe on. Yeah. They believe in Baker. They really do. And you know he's gonna he's gonna throw it out there. He's gonna run. The guy plays with big 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 balls, and he's gonna put it out there. And he's gonna let his guys try to make plays. You know. And what does Mike Evans do? Every time I look up, that guy's making a big play, scoring a touchdown. You know, he's only wide receiver fifteen right now. You know, we were, and he missed a week. Right. And he missed a week at the beginning of the season. You know, I remember hearing the pods and, you know, talking with, you know, other people, you know, saying to each other, I want no part of Evans or, uh, you know, Godwin or any of that Buccaneers offense. And then here we go, you know, five weeks through the season. And um, Mike Evans is at wide receiver 15, a, a wide receiver, too. So I like I like Evans. I like him, you know, building that better cohesion, that better connection with Baker. And uh, so I'm going to go with Evans on this one. Perfect. This, Trey? this is hard. This is hard, man. I, I want to say St. Brown, but mm, injury, Laporta, uh, Josh Reynolds coming on. Calvin Ridley's got the Kirk and Zay Jones. Zay Jones hurt, but now it looks like they're going to ground and pound with Etienne. CD's a little far, and I think they're going to go back to the ground and pound. So Eileen Evans, they don't have a run game. Um, they, he throws a Baker is surprising the fuck out of me. I always knew he was better than what he's been treated as. Uh, he had no weapons in the Rams, literally none. Van Jefferson was his top receiver, and he's gone. They just literally let him go. Uh, he had no help in Carolina. We see what Bryce Young's going through at Carolina. He's got two good receivers here, man, <laughs> like like two really good receivers. Uh, looking like the Browns days of, of old when he used to play there with some weapons. So, um, yeah, Evans is number one guy. Evans in the best shape. He thought he was going to get paid, so he got in the best shape to get the contract. He did not get it, so now he's trying to play for another team. So he's all committed. I, I think it's Evans here. Oh, which is shit, crazy Pete. to say. Which is crazy to say. Is this consensus, P? You going with these guys? You going a different way? I'm going to go a different way. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got a little update. Mike Evans did not practice Wednesday. The uh, Last game he played, week four against New Orleans, he injured that hamstring. Our 30-year-old big guy injured hamstring. I'm going to stay away on the future predictions. If he comes back and plays well, he definitely will be in contention. But these other guys he's up against in this, uh, you know, pick pick your poison. I like I like the talent of all of them, and I like the youth. Um, it's, it's Yeah, I'm kind of scared. Like Trey said, Amon Ra is also nicked up. And they've yeah, kind of really run, up, leaded right? on that run game. Um, Calvin Ridley is really coming off a good game. I think I'm going to go with Trey's GYT guy. I think it's going to be uh, uh, him kind of uh, establishing himself and uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars really uh, making a uh, run in the second half. I think he's going to get a little bit better target share, but it, it started against Jacksonville, and I think it's going to uh, continue with that. But, yeah, I've got, I've got Ridley and C.D., Definitely, the the pedigree of CD is tough to ignore. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking put some love behind Ridley. Hopefully, this Jacksonville offense is uh, found something in London it can bring back to the states. Oh, I got something for that. Uh, where'd it go? They got screwed, bro. Bills got screwed. Uh, just heard Roger Goodell do an interview, uh, basically calling the Bills the guinea pig. Uh, we've never had a team stay uh, play two weeks in a row back to back in London while staying there. Uh, the yeah. whole time they allowed the bills to play one of their home games against the team. that got to stay over the week. So the bills have to go somewhere as our home game and get to play someone that's actually been there, settled in, uh, got, uh, acclimated to the, the, the whole time change, the, the new ground, the weather, everything. Right. And, uh, they're like, yeah, we want to see one day if we have like two London teams, you know, more than one, if, if, if a team comes over there and stays for two, like like if the Bills goes over there in the future, they're going to basically play one of the London teams and then stay there and then play the other one the next day. And that's what he's getting to. And he's like, I wanted to, we're kind of testing to see how they react, how they do. Great. So Bills got fucking ass whooped because uh, they're just trying to make more money and trying things out. 
basically. Yeah, yeah. It's bad, it's bad, a, it's bad, a bad. weird idea. You would need to like have the team come and play like five road games in a row in the states, and then go back and then host like five home games in a row. I just I don't understand the mechanics of it. How could you ever play a West Coast team? I don't know. Yeah, I believe I, the that, London games yeah. and the Thursday games are making the football crappy quality drop. That's the one thing I never Thursday. understood. Like you said, Price, when they were talking about having a team in London, it's like, so, you know, the whole AFC East, East Coast teams, they go over there and then, you know, what are the Seattle and LA, San Francisco is going to do? You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 wild. I never understood that. And obviously, like Trey just said, you know, Buffalo just, the guinea pig thinks a lot, right? Amazing. <laughs> they hate on them so bad. The league does. It's weird. Well, it's not uh, – you have to keep in mind, too, just looking at it from the broader view, though. I mean, it's not just London. That's just the first stopping point. It would be an entire European division is what it is what the end game is, at least, is to have four teams there. That way not, they each play each other twice, right? Yeah. Well, they would be their own division. So there's one in yeah. Germany, you know, too. They're trying to get branch it yeah. out in Germany, England, and, you know. So, yeah. And a team would come over and play all the European teams over the course of a month so they didn't have to travel twice. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Let's get to some halftime hits. How can I explain myself? Louisiana shit. Murder on the beat. We don't really have too much on the halftime hits. We got uh, just some brief keep trade cuts. Uh, just a few guys that I'm just curious about. Uh, as a spectator, as we all are, fans of all of these teams and players from the broader point, we all have our favorite teams. But, P, uh, let me start with you. These are some running backs here that I'm curious about. Uh, I'm looking at keep trade cut. Um, I'm looking at Joe Mixon. I'm looking at Damian Pierce and Najee Harris. Keep trade cut. All right. We are going to... You're only cutting because you don't have a roster spot. Yes, so. sir. Yes, sir. I want Jared um, to, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut Najee. That one's easy. The uh, Steelers' <laughs> offense dumpster fire. Uh, keep a trade. I've heard Damian is a hot trade for candidate, so I'm gonna try and uh, capitalize on that. And I think the Bengals' offensive turnaround is real. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't. We you know we've talked on the podcast. We're not big Joe Mixon fans here, but. He could uh, get a lion's share of that work and uh, fall into a few touchdowns and maybe get some passing work as well. So we'll keep Joe Mixon as an RB2. Andy? Um, I'm going to go, you know, obviously I'm going to cut Najee. It just that offense, you look at it and you're like, ah, I don't want no part of that. I want to stay away. So nobody believes in them coming back or firing the, the offensive coordinator and bringing in somebody new or – uh, I'm more scared we can of only hope. We can only hope, man. Yeah, uh, Najee you know, owners hope. You know, the, the comparison I heard a lot in the offseason on different pods that I heard was uh, Warren and Najee being the Pollard-Zeke, you know, dynamic of last year. You know, it's clear yeah, that yeah. the other guy is the better back, but yet, you know, uh, the Zeeks and the Najee Harrises of the world do those things that head coaches just absolutely love that somehow just keep them on the field and they just can't be replaced those intangibles. So, you know, I, I, I've seen that before and, you know, Z got cut last year. So I'm going to cut Najee, um, with, with, um, Joe Mixon. I just, when I think of Mixon, I think of Mike Evans, you know, the running backs, Mike Evans, you know, you want no part of them, but every time you look up, you know, like last year, that one game, he had, you know, five touchdowns, I think it was, or was it four, you know, like, Holy shit, you know, there's that guy again. And, in the top 12, even though it may just be one game, the guy still found a way to get to the top 12 RB1. But uh, I, I would I would like uh, – I would keep him. I'm going to have to agree with Price here because with Pierce, you can you can maybe throw him out there maybe get a little bit of trade value for him because with Mixon, you know, you, people you, – you put out Mixon and it doesn't move the needle, you know. It's it's not, you know, getting people hot and hot Nancy. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with keep, keep Mixon, trade Pierce, and cut Harris. Trey, I'm I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm gonna flip flop Pearson Harris. Uh, I'm sorry, Pearson Mixon. I would keep <laughs> Pierce trade Mixon. 
I, I, I just can't get down with Mixon, man. He had four red zone carries. Uh, they highlighted it on a, a breakdown I was watching. This guy was getting tackled by 165-pound cornerbacks, getting stood up. Um, he, he His ceiling feels like 13. Like, he's 8 to 13. Um, I, that's fine. But, like, I, I believe Pierce can get you in the 20s here and there. And with the offensive line getting healthy, he's had bad running back matchups. We've played nothing but orange and red. Um, and now we're about to hit some green here moving forward. We get a bye week. Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in this Texans offense moving forward. And I really think Cincinnati is going to do a lot more through the air. And, um, and while, while us, we're, the, we're dead last, tied with um, Baltimore and neutral pass rate. So when um, – I'm sorry, run rate. So dead last and pass rate. So anytime we can run, we're going to run. Uh, we're trying to keep CJ uh, healthy the whole year. And I think we're not going to give up. And Damien's starting to get a little work in the passing game this year, which is nice. And I, I just think we saw the worst of Damien, and it's only going to get better. Uh, last two weeks um, have looked good, but I expect it to move way, way up moving forward. So I would I would keep Pierce, and I would trade Mixon. Cut hairs. All right. Let me toss this next one to but Andy. But I'm a proclaimed, I'm a proclaimed Mixon hater. I'm going to put that in there. <laughs> Let it be known, people. Let it be known. Hate, 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 hate. All right, Andy. These wide receivers here I'm looking at, uh, you know, they haven't really performed. They're, they're not anywhere in the in the wide receiver three range averaging numbers at the moment. These are guys I'm looking at average per game. They're in the wide receiver four to five range. So uh, keep trade cut because you're just running out of roster spots. You've got Cortland Sutton. You've got Drake London, and you've got T. Higgins. T. Higgins, by the way, just has some extra layers, possibly, with potential trade stuff. But, right, keep going. Go ahead. All right. So with – oh, man, this is tough. You you really put one out there. That's that's tough. I've never been a Court and Sutton guy. I mean, he showed some flashes here recently, you know, but all you hear about is the Broncos wanted to go younger. They traded Randy Gregory because they want the young guys to play – you figure if they keep losing, when are they going to pull the trigger on Wilson and either bench him or try to move? Well, you can't move him with that contract. But, mm. you know, I've heard those whispers of, you know, uh, maybe benching him and go team tank. So I'm going to go ahead and cut Sutton. Uh, Ritter, he looked good last week. You hope that's a sign to come. I say that as with a little bit of rose-colored glasses because I do have him rostered in one of my leagues. So I would like to see some of that stock going up. So, uh, but Drake London is all talent. You know, you, like Trey says, you know, he never gives up on talent. So I'm going to hold, uh, there was London and who was my third option again? T Higgins. T Higgins. Higgins. Okay. I'm going to try to trade for T Higgins. I'm going to put, I'm going to keep London and I'm going to trade Higgins because Joe Burrow, like we said a segment ago, starting to look better, starting to look healthier. You know, uh, T Higgins was out last week with the ribs coming back. You figure, you know, he's, Gets that week off, maybe he can come back looking a little bit better. Joe Burrow, a week better, another week on. You know, maybe that calf is feeling a whole lot better because it looked really good last week. So, yeah, I'm going to cut Sutton. I'm going to trade Higgins, and I'm going to keep London. Trey, you agree? Whew. This one's rough, man. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we, <laughs> are we feeling Higgins coming back? Is he coming back this week? How's he looking? Practice. Uh, limited, limited practice Wednesday. If he's not back this week, uh, then, uh, you know, surely maybe the next week. I'm talking about the, the rest of the season. Yeah. You know, yeah. They have a bye week seven. So if he doesn't, pre- doesn't play this week, then he should be back in week yeah. eight against San Francisco. So I'm going to cut Sutland right off the bat. Uh, I'm going to trade London and keep Higgins. Uh, I, I just I did this because of the quarterback. I mean, I, I just can't get down Russell Wilson or Ritter. Uh, they have flashes, but usually um, they're just so inconsistent, or it's comeback mode, or it's you know trash time. I can't, I can't gamble on that. Uh, surprisingly, Ritter, like it was, we were in a game and he just did the whole game. I'm just gonna chalk that up to horrible, horrible scheme by D'Amico on this one, playing a soft zone, letting this dude kill us, death by a thousand cuts type shit. Sometime I know his name's Ritter, and you think he's going to throw an interception or get sacked or tip ball, but some sometime you got to get press man, get up in his ass, and fucking make him make tough decisions instead of just giving him underneath stuff. Uh, really challenge him, and we didn't, and he put, and he and he killed us. So I'm a Higgins guy on this one. Uh, I already told you how I feel about Burrow. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch my wagon to Higgins. P. I've got a, uh, I think y'all probably saw this about Ritter. It was undefeated in college and now in the NFL at home. So the guy just loves the home cooking, loves the home field advantage. Not as strong on the road. And I'm noticing here on Drake London's uh, game chart, uh, week one, you kind of chalk this up. It was a weird game against Carolina, one target. That's not going to happen with this first-round talent. But since then, he's had eight targets, six targets, seven targets, and nine targets. The six, tar- uh, eight targets against Green Bay at home, uh, touchdown, 15 points, great. Besides that, not great in the other games, two catches and three catches on the road, and then now six catches at home. So it looks like London uh, plays great whenever Ritter plays great. These games are going to be at home. A lot like Jared Goff, we've talked about him being very predictable. Next week, they're playing home against Washington. Love that matchup. Definitely start him. Don't know about the road games. Very interesting little nugget going forward, though. Uh, As far as the question, we're going to easily cut Sutton. and (laughs) Everybody's down on him, even though he's averaging the most out of all those people. But Uh, yes, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. (laughs) See, I feel like London, now that I've gone through that, he's like a high upside wide receiver two in home games and then a kind of flex wide receiver three in road games. Higgins, when will he be back? By game... I'm going to go with Higgins. Yeah, Trey and the, the pedigree and Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. You know, you can start him anywhere. So we got Higgins, like on, the, love uh, with them, Higgins on the oh, keep, yeah. and then uh, I'm going to convince someone who wants some uh, some nice young rookie meat on the trade block. Have you have you seen Joe Burrow in that Bose commercial? They got, they got them all in these fancy shades and crazy lights and smoke coming behind them. They were, Joe you know, Shiesty. He's, cool, yeah, Joe he's cool. a sexy cat, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get let's get to this game of the week. All right, uh, uh, just uh, due to time, we're just going to cover two games of the week. We're going to cover uh, because one game covers two two of our guys. But uh, let's uh, we got our GYG Bowl going on this weekend, and then Andy, we'll go to your game after this one. But the, we've got uh, Saints and Texans. P, why don't you start us off on the Saints Texans game? Oh, I'll ch- cover my Saints side. We're coming off a blowout of the Pats. You know, it's been a slowly building our offense around this new uh, quarterback signing Derek Carr in the offseason, and we definitely hit a hiccup with his AC joint sprain. But I saw some signs of life against the Patriots. I know it was a blowout. I know we started off with a defensive touchdown. Mac Jones gave us the game, blah, blah, blah. It, it was nice to see Kamara, 80 yards and a touchdown. Kendra Miller, our rookie running back, really making things happen. You know, I think he's got some, some real speed that could uh, take the top off. Hate to see my GYT guy, Chris Olave, finally reporting a toe injury. I've been wondering what's been up with him, but it makes sense now that a toe's been slowing him down. That's the reason Michael Thomas is getting the majority of the targets. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this game. Texans, a uh, very, very young, young, exciting team. But three and two Saints, man, we're, try- we're, we're in this division and we're ready to go. Hey, before I toss it to Trey, do you believe the Saints can win this game? Do you believe 100%. 100%. Yeah. No, the the the, the Texans are a a young team. They're they're they've got a couple big wins, but I feel like the Steelers kind of folded and let them have the game. I feel like if we can uh establish the run, which is their they're kind of a run funnel defense, you want to establish that run with uh, Kamara and Miller and then we can uh, definitely beat them over the top with Olave and uh, Michael Thomas. She- All right. Before Quick I get note. to Trey, before I get they, to uh, Trey. They- they straight Hold up, up cut Tony Jones, and now uh, it's just no, no, no. He was signed off the practice squad. We love Tony Jones, but uh, Arizona needed and needed a running back, so they signed him off our practice squad. Well, right, before but I'm I get to you, Trey. Saints only went with okay. Kendra Miller and um, Kamara. Yes, only. yes, and Jamal. Yeah. Jamal will be back after this week. Okay. I was going to toss it to Andy first as the middleman here between this GYG Bowl, Saints and Texans. Uh, tell me, who are you looking forward to kind of checking out? Which players? Uh, one, one on each team. For this GYG Bowl? Oh, yeah. man. I like, I like Kamara. Like Price said, you know, his first game back. 
Uh, I know I know that New England defense isn't anything to write home about to to make you feel good, Jay. It's not like they're playing the San Francisco defense, you know. But uh, you know, I, I definitely like Kamara in his second game back with both of his legs weighing the same, and now how that he got to get put that in action, you know. Uh, see how he bounces back. And then uh, CJ Stroud, you know, my eyes are all over that kid. I think he's the real deal. I like the way he looks in the pocket. I like the way the ball comes out of his hand. I like the way yes. the ball, you, you always talk about, you know, like uh, when there's a left-handed quarterback, you they always talk about how he can spin it. And, uh, you know, I know he's not left-handed, but this kid can spin it, man. And I, I like watching him play quarterback. So that's who I'm going to keep an eye on. Yeah. That's a not- great point, Andy. I like the way he, the ball just comes out. I was telling my brother on Sunday, I was like, this guy, man, like, I know like my my favorite guy to watch throw a football is Justin Herbert. I'm not saying he's the best. I just like his mechanics, the way he spins it. But Stroud is quickly becoming number two. Uh when he when the when he drops back, plants his foot and throws, I just feel so confident, especially when the ball comes out of the hand and it's just spinning perfectly, that it's gonna be a completion. It's ridiculous. And he's the best quarterback on third down in the league. Well, that's also a testament probably to that uh, in that efficiency that you expect out of him, that he's usually leading one of his receivers to an open space also, right? Yep, they don't slow down when they catch it, hence the yak that Tank Dell and uh, uh, Collins have gotten all year. All right, all right. That's that GYG Bowl. I guess we had the uh, the first round of the GYG Bowl last week with the Niners-Cowboys, but Pat, Pat is off this week, though. Uh, Andy in the house, talk about your game of the week this week coming up. All right, well, I'm going to go with the Monday night game, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, mm-hmm. for, you know, that doesn't go without saying. Um, the OC Bowl, it's pretty, you know, fitting that they're out in Los Angeles. <laughs> the, the OC Bowl, you know, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, who was ran out of Dallas, you know, McCarthy mm-hmm. said, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down my way. And, oh, shit, man, he's doing a good job of going down. Uh, Herbert, <laughs> you know, the Chargers coming off the bye. Herbert, you know, has that injury to his non-throwing hand on that finger. So he had a week of rest. Keenan Allen always, you know, anytime that guy can get a week off, you know, you know, that's a good thing. Austin Eckler's, yeah. you know, looking to be 100%. He's going to be back for the first time since week one. So you have that going on the Dallas side. You know, it goes without saying Prescott's got to get going. You got to get the ball bounce to CD Lamb. Right? It's, you know, a lot. Yes, a bounce back game. You know, the, the noise has been loud in Dallas this week. You know, I've been I didn't get a chance to listen to my podcasts as usual because I'm on vacation. But I've been, you know, listening to them when I dropped off Carly and Austin on the drives. And then I got out with some yard work today listening to them. And, and luckily for the Cowboys, the Rangers are in the ALCS or else that that noise would be even louder. <laughs> But if they don't get it on, get this ship righted and the offense sputters like it did and the Chargers go out there and Kellen Moore lights it up, oh, baby, it's going to be awfully loud in Dallas, you know. So there's going to be a this game right here. You know, you got all the guys that need to bounce back. Prescott, Pollard, Lamb, you know, you got uh, – you know, on the other side of Herbert, obviously, like I said, Eckler coming back and Keenan Allen. So there's tons of fantasy points, fantasy stars out there. So I'm looking to see a lot of a lot of fireworks. And don't forget, like you're, don't forget just, Ferguson. Jake, yeah. that's uh, yeah. Ferguson, Gallup, you know, they got to figure out a way to get Cooks going. So, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be righted. And as far as uh, L.A., the Chargers are concerned, you know, they've been putting up hella points. But the usual story with the Chargers, the defense just, yeah. you know, what is the stat? You know, they're losing, what, 34, 33, 35, 31. You know, that's, those are the scores that the Chargers always have. So, you know, the, the numbers are there. But, you know, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking forward to on Monday night. I like them to win this week. Uh, they're a very – this is the type of – this is the Cowboys. Uh, they, they win a big game, expect them to come up, you know, uh, smelling their own farts, as I say, and uh, not, not, not paying attention to T's and Q's and their assignments and watching the film. They get a little high. They come down back to earth the next week. They lose hard. Then they come hard out the next week. Like, this is just the Cowboys. So I, I expect them to really fight uh, and, and give Chargers the game, if not win the game. I um I may have misheard the stat because just going over my mind uh, in 2020 they lost Prescott so I heard you know McCarthy has never lost back to back games with Dallas but thinking of that 2020 season after they lost Prescott that's hard to believe so it's either in the last two seasons 21 and 22 in the 12 win seasons right. you know I know that's a fact that's accurate that they haven't lost back to back games so coming off that destruction Sunday night against San Francisco you know another primetime game Monday night. Troy is in the booth. You got to come 
and bring it, bring everything you got, or else Troy himself is going to rip you apart on national TV. So, you know, I'm looking forward to this one. P, uh, w- w- what do you got on this Chargers Cowboys? Uh, looks like a CD Lamb bounce back game, man. He seems to be a, uh, if you're a Lamb owner right now, you've got one good game with 11 catches. He kind of bailed you out with a touchdown in the New England game, but four per game for a top seven, top eight receiver you drafted. That is a rough, rough start for this Mike McCarthy offense. And so we're really hoping for a bounce back for him. And this is just a spot. This Chargers defense. Man, what is Brandon Staley even doing? Like, I don't know, he's, bro. He's going for fourth and ones <laughs> on his own twenty. He's not. A, he's a defensive he's, coach. That's he yeah. was the coordinator for the Rams, so that's why he got the job as a defensive coordinator. But since he's gone there, he's got a Bosa brother. He's got Khalil Mack. He's got Derwin James. He's got the the best talent, top ten talent, top five talent on the defensive end, and they suck so bad. And they blame it on the 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 home field. We don't have any fans. It's like, dude. Yeah fucking sorry you know what i'm saying deal with it and fucking what? win some games yeah exactly Those teams so. are better on the road you can't use that as an excuse yeah yeah you've got justin what? herbert you've got keenan allen you've got austin eckler like this team needs to be making You're a runs professional. who cares if anybody nobody likes you in the fucking town yeah, you're gonna yeah. pay quite a bit of money yeah. just to go do your job badass you know but yeah no so it's it's the battle of uh coaches who maybe aren't going to make it through you know make it to next season kellen moore might might be uh coaching one of these teams next season we'll see Mm-hmm. All right, Jets, let's get to this, some DFS. All right, Jets, we're running last, last few minutes here, so we'll run through some uh, top shelf top shelf shots or uh, maybe uh, a budget buy. Uh, we'll start with our man, Trey, who, who leads off with DFS. Who, who are we looking at this week, Trey? All right. Well, uh, I had to let him get his feet wet. You know, I'm never going to go, you know, dipping the toe in the deep end quite quite on the first roll here. So I had to let Cooper Cup get his feet wet. Second game, playing the Panthers. Um, the, the reason I, I, I'm going Cooper Cup here, you're having to pay up for $9,000. Uh, I mean, he killed it in the first half. He kind of let up in the second half. Uh, like I said, they couldn't really move the ball with that pressure. Panthers aren't going to, in my opinion, get to Stafford at all. Uh, I think uh, Rams defense could be had so you don't just get a blowout from one way where Cooper just sits and puts his feet up in the second half. Uh, I think the Rams D can get had by the Panthers, even though I'm super low on the Panthers. Uh, but it's at Panthers, and I believe Cooper Cup's going to get value here, and uh, he's going hit to the, hit the number. You know, Chase, I like him still with Higgins out, but it's hard to do what you just did and come back after a big game. Uh, Tyreek Hill's the other guy you could pay up for in this in this line right here. But it's hard to uh, – Tyreek Hill's the only one I would actually put the money back down because he's the one guy where I feel like it don't fucking matter. But your money is on Cooper hands. Cup. He is it's your top It's on Cooper shelf. Cup because I'm trying to fade the uh, – the, the other uh, people where they're the, going. The, right now. Yes, the uh, ownership percentages, and I'm trying to get the guy – like last week, my brother was kind of making fun of me for doing Jamar Chase back-to-back. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to get an angle here with no one else on this fucking shit. And everyone that played Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Adams – all, uh, all AJ Brown, you know, I, I beat them all in DFS. So it, it's tough. You have to almost swerve when everyone, you know, zags, zigs, why everyone zags. You know, you just got to got to get an angle. And so I'm going to Cooper Cup. Well, give us that angle in your Oh, I just totally beer. fucked up. My bad. He's playing Arizona this week. That's why I like it even more. Mm, yeah. Arizona's yeah. defense is you pass all day. They try hard. They try hard. They're very try. They try very hard, but they have no talent. And that's why I liked it. I, my bad. I don't know why I talked about Carolina. Tyreek Hill plays Carolina. So sorry, folks. Cooper Cup at home against Arizona. Chalk it up. Who's your budget guy? Budget guy. We're going with Josh Downs at Jaguars. Forty-two hundred. More Minshew comes in. This is a Minshew type player. He likes the easy, quick guy underneath the slot. He's a he's a PPR beast. Josh Downs. He's getting you know seven and nine targets, seven catches, something like that. And I I think for forty-two hundred. Minshew in play. Pittman's kind of fallen off the last two games. I like Josh Downs for my cheap dart throw. I, it is a cheap dart throw. I kind of lean the other guy, Alec Pierce, only because of Minshew coming in. I feel like Downs was better with with uh, Richardson, but uh, and Pierce with Minshew. But hey, uh, hopefully they both get playing time. P P, who, who is your top shelf? 
Ooh, man, I skipped the top shelf this week. I'm going double fisting on my 16-ounce Lone Stars. I'm oh, going to two for the concert. With Adam, yes, sir. With Adam Lee. You, you got to go in the front row, get those two Lone Stars for the whole concert, you know. So we got a... We got my man, uh, the griller. We got Deontay Foreman. He's going to grill him some uh, some Vikings this week. The Foreman is only $4,400 in DraftKings. I think uh, it's 50-50 whether or not Roshan plays right now. A lot of these guys, once they've entered the concussion protocol this year, they've been out a week. It's only a little bit different because uh, Roshan got his concussion on Thursday. So you'll have to monitor whether or not he is going to play versus this Vikings. But I think losing Jefferson, uh, the way this Viking seasons is going and the way the Bears played last week, last two weeks, really, I think Roshan's going to come right into that Herbert role. Herbert was averaging a nice chunk of change per uh a nice, nice per carry average, and I think Foreman's proven that he can uh, he could still put up some good yards per carry himself. My other beer budget guy is the other uh, replacement. It's Gardner Minshew, the Savage Gardner, as I call him. A little chicka cherry cola against Jacksonville. <laughs> it is five thousand dollars. He is the free square. People, you want Jacksonville? You want Minshew? Freaking just fire him up. Mustache rides. Freaking. RVs, jorts, dude, just just roll them out. You can build Tyree Kill. You can build Cooper Cup. You can build all kinds of badasses. Bijan, put all your badasses in and put Foreman and Minshew in your DFS lineup. Yeah, Foreman the Cannibal. Going to cook up some Vikings. Two, <laughs> two double fisting so that way he can uh, go big time at the next show. So, yes, yes I like sir, it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll go big time at the same show, but uh, a little bit later in the evening, double, double feature. But tequila right. shots on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> and a yeah, man, for my man Tugga. <laughs> Andy, uh, do you want to play this game here? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't have I don't have the numbers of of how much they I'll would throw cost. Your number. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just gonna go with you know, kind of like you know, uh, what Good I'm feeling, what I'm seeing. But for uh, your top shelf, you know, your your Johnny Walker Blue. It's Patrick Mahomes against that sad sack Broncos uh, defense. You know, obviously it's going to cost you a lot, but that's why he's top shelf. You know, that's why you say, yeah, give, you know, get get that ladder out and get up there. Give me that top shelf stuff. We're celebrating <laughs> tonight. So uh, Patrick Mahomes up there uh, for my my budget basement, my two fisting Lone Stars because I'm with Adam Lee. I'm going to go. Um, I saw. I'm not sure if he's you know kind of middle pack or or if he's you know he's, he's 4400. Okay, but uh, Adam Thielen. I saw him getting oh, peppered. Guy. Yeah, no, I saw Adam Thielen getting peppered, you know, last week on Red Zone by Bryce Young. And, you know, looking at his stats there on Sleeper, he's been putting up some solid numbers. I don't know if he's, he's you know, bargain. 10. Top 10 bargain, right now. Is he bargain? No, he's in the guy? middle. He's 59. He's 5,900, okay. Andy, but that's fine. Keep going. Yeah. And then uh, I hate to go back to it, but, you know, it's what I know. And – Jake Ferguson, like like Trey said a second ago, you know, yes. look for a bounce oh back, God. look for Dak to go back to his comfort zone, and that's Jake Ferguson. That's the tight end, you know. Uh, I, I I feel I feel good about about that, you know, and and him getting a little more, a few more looks, a few more catches, PPR, your half PPRs, and in the red zone, you know, he's he's a big target, a big guy. So, uh, you know, dating one of the Cabinet twins doesn't hurt either. So, uh, I'm going to go with Jake <laughs> Ferguson on that one. He's got mm. some sneaky athleticism. Yes, All right, uh, that's our DFS uh, week six. Uh, we got we had GYG Bowl, Dallas bounce back, and anybody got anything before we get out of here for next week? Couple little nuggets here. Yes. Jalen Hurts had a season high in design run calls for him. Uh, coaches probably didn't want to kill him early, early in the season. This trend could go forward. So uh, me and my brother talking about him. He looks quicker. He looks sharper, and they're calling the run plays for him. So he's trending forward. Um, also not take as many sacks as early in the season. He's being more decisive with his reads, quicker to get out and run. Um, Hurts stock rising, in my opinion. Giants haven't scored a touchdown in three of five games. 12 points in the last five first halves uh, they played so far and haven't scored a touchdown in the last 85 minutes of game action. <laughs> they have two offensive linemen players on PFF that actually got a rating of 0.0. I've never seen that. Uh, the rest are all, all in red as well. They allowed 30 quarterback pressures last game. I've never seen 30 quarterback pressures in a game. Uh, they ended up losing two of them in the middle of the game, so they had to bring up practice squad players. Hopefully they don't have to go through that again. But it's getting that bottom of the bottom of the barrel for the Giants. Um, and then my last note is uh, Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, it's a good case of stats versus film. We talk about this a lot. Well, your eyes tell you which versus what the stats tell you. Be careful out there, guys. Ravens had seven drops, and they were some of the most egregious drops. Uh, out of the seven, four of them were going to be touchdowns. Uh, one was a 50-yard bomb that Aguilar dropped that he would have walked into the end zone. And then Bateman and Andrews both dropped back-to-back touchdown throws that were right in their midst. Um, some are calling this receiver group the most overrated in fantasy. Lamar Jackson trying, trying, but he's not getting help, folks. All right. Uh, we like bounce back coming from Lamar, at least, hopefully, right? All right, let's get out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. Good luck this week. G-Y-G. Let's see.